Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Miracles in Recovery. I am Ray, and fortunately tonight I have Ellen in the studio with me. She doesn't have to call in because she's not in Parts Unknown somewhere. Very glad to be back in Florida. And it's good to have you back. It's a lot easier to be able to look at you and speak than it is to speak to you on the phone. I know. Um, Then I'm just like another caller. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, (laughs) and we we love those. Yes, we do. Call in 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. I uh, want to start right off with, um, I don't know what I want to start with. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking about what, what where we should go with the, sh- with the show today. And there are so many things that are bouncing around in my head and all of the things that are happening in the world. I mean, I don't necessarily know if we need to incorporate that stuff here. Um, but one thing that did happen, I guess, was is that the president did ultimately say Declare we are a state a, of emergency for nation, the opioid crisis. A nation of emergency. Yes. Where we go with that, who knows? Hopefully, you know, he said he's going to throw a lot of money at it, and a lot of well, hopefully something happens where you know the money doesn't go to the other thens. The money goes to the people who ultimately need it. Uh, I know that. I know that as soon as that happened. All the dirty people's minds were scheming. Oh, like, I'm sure they where, were. You know, where's the line start and how do I get first? Uh, the road to rehab is paved with shame, I have to say. There, yeah. you know, there are a lot of good ones, but the bad ones can really taint a whole area. Well, the the, the bad ones ultimately destroy an area. Yeah, you they know, do. We, so. we, we noticed that here in, in South Florida that they don't. You know, and, and it's like with anything else. You turn on the news and there's, there's no good news anymore. You know, when I was a kid. Uh, you know, they used to talk about the good happenings that were happening right, in town, and, and now that just doesn't happen anymore. We are in in a state of panic in in the nation because of all of the negative news that we get, and all of the the madness that's going on in the world is right in our living rooms. And I, and I think maybe we need some kind of relief with positive stuff, and hopefully. We do. Hopefully, with this positive uh, push towards maybe getting, you know, awareness out there more about about uh, you know what needs to be done within this this opioid epidemic or, or any other substance that is that is crushing society. Uh, hopefully, this time next year we'll be that much further into it, and we have we'll have a better idea as to what's up, where we are, and where we're going with it. You know, I. Uh, and people will tell you, bottom line was, is that when Nancy Reagan said, just say no, we immediately lost at that moment. The war on drugs, we lost. Yeah, you know? and, I, you know, her message was a good one. I don't think oh, it was, you know, it wasn't meant to have the effect that it did, you know, but we had the, the D.A.R.E. programs. and. Yeah. 
you know, like you've always say, they make they made a lot of kids probably want to go out and try that the thing that they weren't supposed to try. Well, they did with me, and they because they had no they had no substance. I mean, hopefully today, maybe like those are the things that that money needs to be funneled into too. The children who are the inquisitive child, who I was the inquisitive child. I was the one that when they said, "Don't stick your finger in that socket," why? Well, and I think this the slightly rebellious child too. It's it's a lot of times in my observation, people who don't want to follow rules that end up living on the street without yeah. you know heavily yeah, addicted no to some kind there. of substance yeah. and unable mm-hmm. to you know the homeless people here are getting kicked out of parks, getting kicked out mm-hmm. from under bridges, and they just move, 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 move. You no, know, it's true. Few yeah, weeks in jail here few days under the bridge there and they just keep moving them around mm. but they don't ever leave and they there don't ever few, get a job and they don't ever stop because they can't yeah there are a few programs out there that um help the homeless but i say a few well and they're are, generally church-based yeah as well i know there's one yeah. here called tent city helpers that, that uh-huh. really does try to help but there you know there comes a point <clears throat> i think when you have to realize that you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped or isn't ready to be helped. Or, 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 or you know, when something other than substance abuse is there, uh, you know, like like mental illness. Right. You know, like you, you know, when you're housing someone and you're saying, okay, you need to be in here at four, you have to be back out by eight, go out and try to be a productive member of society. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't no, they, work. I mean, they, great, gratefully, they're getting them off the street and they're, and they're feeding them. But, I mean, hopefully, with all of this money that's supposed to be coming the recovery way or the opioid uh, addicted way, um, Things will change, you know, and, and, you know, speaking of things will change, I I wanted to make mention um, a friend of mine whose child was in a state of despair, I guess, or disarray. Her life was, her life was in disarray and she, she went into a a program and, uh, you know, her mother texted me saying, uh, Facebooked me or something saying, I need help. I need help. I need to get my daughter somewhere. She just got put out of where she was. She did. She saw something happen, didn't tell on them. So they're putting uh, her out for behavior. Gosh. Right. Okay. Boom. Whatever. However, it was done. So this poor girl who had something hanging over her having to be there. Oh, wow. All of a sudden was left scrambling. Well, a lot of times out on the street, too, which I think is wrong. Right. So what, I, what I'm trying to get at is is don't give up five minutes before the miracle and, and don't ever think, ever, ever think that you are better than the place that is offered to you. The Something came available in a state where she had to be housed, and it probably wasn't the greatest um, environment because her mother texted me and said, uh, skeeve, right? <laughs> but I said, trust, just trust. You know what I mean? Trust, she'll be safe. Trust, she's out of the way. And ultimately, she's thriving. Awesome. Right? So, you know, I guess all what I'm saying is, is, is um, get out of your own way. She is living proof. I don't want to say her name because 
well, nobody will know, but um, she is living proof that if you get out of your own way and allow this process to take place, it pulls you along with it. But that does mean taking direction. It may pull you kicking and screaming, but it's still going to pull you as long as you don't let go of that rein. That horse is going to drag you. Right. And and that's the problem that I had. I kept letting go of the rain. I kept walking back to where I was and willfully taking the punishment that I that the streets chose to give me until ultimately I said, you know, I was I hit my saturation point and I said enough is enough. I, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, death was an option, but it was becoming a very viable one. And I didn't know how to get out of my own way. So I had to trust in someone's process. I knew that I I realized that mine was broken. And ultimately, I gave in just a little bit and held on long enough that the process started working. And hopefully, now that she's experiencing change, hopefully this process is working and she never has to look back except for the remember when to encourage her not to have to use again. Right. You know, the one, that's one motivator that I use. You know, they say that the furthest you are away from your last use, the the closer you are to it. I, I kind of disagree with that because I don't like that person that I was, you know, and I don't like the, the, the things that that person had to do to, to get next. And, you know, fortunately enough, along with understanding the process that I was following, a lot of that clarity came in. I mean, I was so muddy. I was so muddy thought that, you know, um, I had no clue that I had to, something just as simple as change my clothes. I had no clue that I, that I probably was out there and I stunk because I hadn't washed in over a week. You know, the only time, the only time I would wash would be when it rained and I didn't wash. I just kind of like Oh my Lath- gosh, I can't imagine you I like that. Like, I kind of like can't. lathered up a little that bit. That is not the way know? I know at all. No, it's no, it's absolutely <laughs> not. And you know something, fortunately enough, I trusted in the process when it gave me that opportunity to, and that's kind of what I'm trying to say. If it grabs you, don't let it go because the process may not be in your time, but it's going to happen. So if you're out there and you're struggling and you don't know what's going on and you're confused just hang on and look for a voice of reason if someone's telling you you know that you ought to be here at the time that you have find somebody else to listen to if somebody's telling you that you should be um i don't know you know i like it 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 takes everybody a different time to follow their process um don't don't half step it we had, uh, we had a gentleman on, David Essel, and he was talking about his half-stepping better than doing nothing at all. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. can keep you alive. You just never know. But in our case, half-stepping for me, in my case, half-stepping for me only got me back out there because I wasn't willing to take that full step. I wasn't willing to take that, to take that plunge. I just kind of held on until I went, yeah, no, that's not for me, and I would bounce back to where I was. So try something different. Everything else that you've done, my mother tells me, she, she, I think she's listening, but she used to tell me I had the brown touch. <laughs> we don't need to go any further than that, right? Because everything I touch turned to crap. So 
you know, the, the bottom line is that if you try something different, maybe you'll get a different result. Maybe you'll get a different outcome. If you do the same thing, the same thing is going to happen. Every single time I went back to the corner thinking that I was going to change the world, I got the same result. When I stopped going back to that corner, could life start making sense again? And get out of your own way. You know, and, and one of the one of the greatest things that was given to me was one, my, my, my clearness of thought, but I never figured that twenty something years ago, almost thirty years later, I would be sitting here in a room in Port St. Lucie, Florida, speaking with you internationally about about recovery. Right. I had no clue. I didn't even know how to tie my shoes. I mean well, I knew yeah, I mean but- you're you're at the you're you're at the door of death. You know, it's yeah. either keep going and die or make a major change. And you made that major change. And I think you also had the spiritual awakening that that if you're really lucky you get as well that will allow you to live the life that you have now. Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to give that away, though, and, and and but I have awareness of it today. Like if I, if I choose to do something other than uh, above board, I, I definitely pay a price yeah. for it. My conscience is like banging yeah. right in there, you know, and and then I have to pay that price. Am I willing to pay that price in order to do the things that I want to do? And I'm not talking about eating ice cream when I shouldn't be. I'm talking about doing things, you know, other than what my constitutional uh, capacity will allow me right. to do. And, and I'm grateful today that, that I have that awareness and I would never have that if I didn't get out of my own way long enough to allow that to come back. That was something that was given to me. I think we're all inherently uh, giving, given a conscience. Some Most choose to, people are. No, I think everybody is, and some people just choose to bury it. I buried mine. I buried it. So I can understand somebody who goes through life without a conscience. They buried it, and they've never given themselves enough time to get out of their own way in order to allow it to work. Everyone is redeemable. Whether they become redeemable or not, everyone, I believe, is redeemable. I mean, yeah, you say people are born with a black heart. Ted Bundy. Um, Was there redemption in there somewhere? Probably not for him because he never hit that point of despair. I don't know. I think that I heard he got saved in jail, but nobody believed it. He was saved because he was locked up. Yeah. But no, I mean, very well. I mean, he may. Maybe he was. You know? I hope so. I mean, they, they say that, they do say that that happens, you know, and, and yeah. I think that, you know, everybody has a redemption point. Not everybody gets to experience it. And I'm grateful today that I have been able to become aware and, and like live my redemption point. And I'm glad too, because we wouldn't be sitting here talking like this. No, no, absolutely not. Um, you know that. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, is that um, you know my mind goes, especially when I'm talking, my mind goes in like twenty-seven di- different directions. And when we get off the air, I have to listen to the show again. <laughs> what did we say? Because I, I because I have no clue what I said. Or, or while I'm saying it, I'm saying, does that sound right when it's coming out of my mouth? And oh, I, it, I, I amaze myself because usually 
it always does. I, I usually critique myself and say, well, I probably could have said that sentence this way or that phrase that way. But guess what? Like they say when, you know, like they say, say the serenity prayer and allow your higher power to speak. And the message is the message. The and message anyone the message. out there who is sick and suffering right now, you can do it too. Just oh. keep listening. Absolutely. Keep no mind, keep listening. Call in 866 472 5792. That's 866 472 5792. And share where you are. If, if we can help in any way, that's what we're here for. That's the only reason why we're sitting here. We're not sitting here um, to hear ourselves talk. I mean, yeah, we are, but we're not sitting here to hear ourselves talk. We're here to share a, a message of, of, of uh, how it how my life has changed just by if you want to start with abstinence you don't even have to go into recovery as of yet just abstinence and then i have the ability to be able to gain the awareness that there is life beyond abstinence as well you know many people i met a guy he was uh, was in detox in 1980 whenever 89 maybe 86 89 and he had 29 years sober and he said that he was miserable the whole 29 years he went back out and drank for six months almost died and came back with a newfound grace i'm not telling you if you have 20 something years to go out and use so you'll have a newfound grace (laughs) what i'm saying is get out of your own way and find it before you have to we are pretty much ready to go to a break So with that, on the other side of the break, please dial 866-472-5792. Share a little of your experience, strength, and hope. And we will be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. With your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how... Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent 
inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back, and I'm all out of stuff to talk about. So go ahead, Ellen. No, I'm getting. You're never out of stuff I'm to talk about. I'm never out of stuff to talk about. Dial 866-472-5792. Please empower yourself to share your experience, strength, and hope with us. Maybe um, you can make a difference in someone else's life. I mean, I know everybody's out there. A lot of people are out there holding their hands out and putting their hands out and saying, walk with me. I will assist you in this newfound recovery and this newfound abstinence, whatever you want to call it. Ultimately, hopefully, it returns to it. It turns to recovery because that's where you get the full benefit of not using. And you know something that the funny thing is is like, where else can you get rewarded with with praise, love, clapping? For staying clean. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, the it's something that you're thing. supposed to do. And I, it just it used to always just blow me away when I'd say I have 30 days and people would clap. I'd go, what the <laughs> heck is that? You know? Then I had 60 days and people would clap and I'd be like, well, well, I'm getting praise for something that I'm supposed to be doing. That's that's awesome. Well, one of the things that, that used to puzzle me a lot is you have someone who is, my daughter, very sick with the disease of addiction. And there were so many people, literally so many people with their hands out who would try and try and try to help. And for some reason, she could not take that help. And I just didn't understand. What was it? You know, when you have so many people who, who care about you and who are trying to help you, when you have so many people, strangers, when all you have to do is walk into a meeting and there will be people who surround you with love, with encouragement, with um, sometimes maybe a little tough love, but who will help you learn how to live, you know, the way that Ray was talking about living, where, where you, you do get out of your own way, where you do become a responsible person, where you do regain your conscience, wherever it got stuffed with, you know, with the, all the stuff that goes along with the disease. And I just could not understand 
how when you have so many people reaching out, how you don't just hold up a hand and say, help me. And I still don't understand that. Why is well, it? Because, well, well, because why is it it's easier not, to be homeless? Why well, you look, at the, you look at the individual and you say, well, why can't you get out of your own way? And the individual, like you say, every addict turns into the same person. Yes. At, so it's not the individual that can't get out of the way, got out of their own way. It's the, their disease that's keeping them down and not allowing them to. So, so for the longest time, how do you find time, the strength to fight the disease? Though that's as a person who isn't an addict, but you know, I'm very familiar with the behavior and you know the pain that it causes the people around you. Mm-hmm. But I, I still just don't have that understanding of. And you why. probably never will, because because you can't well, yeah. you can't can that and 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 give it. I know for me, I was not going to be ready until I ultimately hit my saturation point. And I use that term as other people use, you know, bottoms or something like that. My bottoms, I always found a shovel and started digging. So I I had to come up with something else that made sense to me. And it's saturation point. I got to a point where I just couldn't live the way that I was living anymore. And death became the only option. Didn't want to die. Uh, something inside of me said, no, you don't want to die. You're worth, as crappy as your life is, it's worth more than the grave. And, you know, so ultimately I had to make a decision at that point. And like I said, for nine months to a year, I went kicking and screaming still. But My, there must have been something in you that was like, even though this sucks for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep doing it because i don't want to go back to where i was or i want to be like those people that i'm seeing in the rooms who have time you know who have a lot of of sober or clean time well like i said when i when i got clean the last time um in 1989 i got a new pair of sneakers where i washed those same sneakers for two years i got a new pair of pants i got new underwear uh, so I got all of these little motivators to keep me doing what I was doing. Ultimately, it took a quite a while of abstinence in order for me to grab the realization that, hey, this might be something that I want to do. Because being even 28 years clean, sitting here today, today is a good day to get high. And the only reason why I say that is because I'm an addict. That's what we do. That is always an option out there. I don't use it today. Fortunately, I have a whole bunch of stuff put in my put in the way before I have to pull that option uh, that that um, using card. But it's there. It's a reality. Uh, I'm, I'm an addict, and I see people with time both. You know, alcoholically and inadequately acting out. Right. So it's definitely an option. So what I have to do is I have to stay focused on what brought me here, what kept me here, and the understandings I have learned along the way, which is all encompassing in my tool chest that I use on a daily basis. Do I do I think of using every day? No. Do I look at um, beer commercials like a Budweiser commercial or something like that and say, oh, it would be great to drink. No, absolutely not. I don't fool myself in that aspect. I don't snort my aspirin today. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't play games with it at all. I have a, a very healthy awareness of where I am, what I do, but it does not deter me from doing anything on a daily basis. I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, even before you pick the substance up, you've relapsed already before you pick it up. Right, it's so a mental if, process right. first. And, so and if I've heard I stay, other people say that too. So if I stay mentally focused in where I am today, I will never have to worry about getting to the point of using the option uh, or, or taking the option of using. Well, it, it, it seems to me like there's a lot of shame and stuff that gets built up over the period of time that you are using, though. And I've heard a lot of people say, that this terrible feeling of shame keeps them active in their disease, active in their addiction, because, you know, once you get kind of sober and clear, the attitude that people have toward you, you know, particularly people you may have wronged along the way or, you know, your family, a lot of right. people are mad. A lot of people mm-hmm. think, you know, that, that you're you're not a good person. You know, they... they but that really, still happens today. Well, yeah, they look down on people with this disease. Mm-hmm. And I think that stigma can actually work toward keeping people sick because, you know, you're so beaten down anyway. And then when you try to get out of it, you can't get a job, you can't rent an apartment, you know, because most people who've been in this disease for any length of time have a criminal record of some sort. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. And um, so your life is much harder than it would have been you know, had none of this happened, and it just keeps piling up. And I hear a lot of people say, what's the point? Well, I mean, the point is, is that you're a productive member of society. Yeah, yeah you but know I mean, the, you're going to have to work twice as hard as anybody else now. To well, then it's twice as the worth problem. it. It's twice as worth it, and you don't take things for granted. I, I, there are things out there that I'm sure I take for granted, but, but, but I am so grateful that I wake up on a daily basis. And that's that's only because I have the ability to be able to give back which was what was so freely given to me. And I don't mean freely, like I mean my insurance company paid a lot of money <laughs> for me to get to get this understanding. But if I didn't open my mind and allow that process to come in, then it was all for naught. So, you know, I, I think that you know, the the more we share, the more that we, um, you know what I want to do? I want to ask Tommy what he has to think about this. Tommy, you there? I am. Nice How to you hear doing, Mother Nick? I'm good, Jawhead. Nice to hear you, <laughs> Good, so good. How time. you been? Blessed and grateful. Blessed and grateful. Blessed That's and all grateful. we can be, right? Blessed and grateful. Tommy's calling from Boston, right? You're in Boston. I am. I am. I'm. Uh, I'm working on the railroad as we speak. Actually, I'm on my lunch break. Oh, so, so I was going to say, so you're shirking. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, stealing time on the phone. I. Uh, I was just listening to this young lady, Ray, and um, you know my story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And 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 my God, it's funny because there's no coincidences in my life anymore. Um, I, I stepped in right at the right time, I think. We so what was it that you heard that, that what was it that, what was it that you heard that, uh, that you, that gives you the idea of no coincidence? Well, she told my story more or less, you know, about the shame and, um, working oh, twice as hard. And, um, but the thing is like, you know, Ray, um, 
again, you know my story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've had bouts of uh, clean time in the past with no defense against the first one. You just described it. You know what I mean? Living yeah. dirty. Um, I did that for years without a drug or a drink in me and ultimately paid the price. You know, because when, it, when, the, when the time came that I had to make the decision whether to put it in me or not, I had no defense against it. Right, exactly. You didn't build up a war chest of of uh, um, tools in order to be able to deal with the situation that you were in. No, I, t- I totally get Correct. it because I was Are I you- was like that as well. I just wasn't fortunate enough to have lengths of clean time before I chose to use again. You know, and, well, and it always saddened me to see my friends who ultimately had quote unquote gotten it. Um, because I mean, I guess when you, when you look back and we can, you know, we can pull each other's coat right now, but we've never always had the, um, you know, I, I didn't get it right away and, and, you know, one, I'm not a one chipper where, where I got it the first time and, and everything was wine and rose. And now I can't see, can't use the word wine, but, uh, crackers and cheese, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> crackers and cheese for the rest of my life. A one chipper. I like that. Yeah. But you know something? There's some out there that do it and more power to them. If you can do it the first time, don't let that be a deterrent. If you go out and you use, don't say, hey, I had my one shot because Tommy's Tommy's living proof. I'm living proof. There's millions of people out there who are living proof well, who didn't get it on the first time. Exactly. That's, you know, that's part it doesn't of mean it doesn't mean it's a requirement. No. No, but, but it, it but just said I chose happens, to use don't that. Don't beat yourself yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of beating yourself up, which makes it much easier than to go back out and do it again. Because what's the point? Keeps you out there a little longer yeah. too. Well, yeah. I didn't tell you what scary. the point is. You know go what ahead. the point is for me today, as I sit here uh, in my fourth year of sobriety or clean time. Um, again, now this is my fourth time having this much time. Keep it, keep that in mind, right? But the the point is for me to have the peace that I have in my heart today. And to be able to walk with my head up anywhere right. I go, that I'm a dad to my three daughters, that I'm a grandfather to my grandkids, and that I'm a loyal and true friend to, and a good worker, you know? So all those things makes all that past stuff less significant. When I focus, like, Ray, you were just talking about it. When I keep it in the day, when I focus on the day, mm-hmm. it makes my life, and I try to follow a path, it makes my life so much easier. When I get out of the way, and I try to follow God's path, and that—that's my higher power. Yeah, no, exa- uh, exactly. Know, everybody exactly. has their own. So, and that's just the blessing that I received this time around. I never—I'll um, hope you said it again. Open my mind and open my heart. Until yeah. I did that completely, I'm getting goosebumps as we talk here. Don't lie. <laughs> uh, I'm telling—I love awesome. this stuff, right? I do, and I have never yeah. felt this way about it before. Um, well. You know, I'm I'm proud of you, Tom. That you that you that you never gave up, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, I, just to share, um, I don't know how many times you came in and out, and I don't necessarily know if that's the important thing. The important thing is is never give up. You know, I'm I'm living proof of never give up. Tom's living proof of never give up. Um, I never would have the life that I had. If I gave up, I would probably wouldn't even have life. I don't know how many people right. we could put our hands together and probably count over 300 oh. people that we know that are dead. 
from this disease that we know you know and it's not that they gave up they never gave themselves a chance you know and all i'm saying is you know my message tonight maybe is just give yourself a chance give yourself a break get out of your own way and i don't mean step to the left or step to the right i mean get out of your own way get away from your thought process my thought process kept me out there sick my thought process never it it all all of a sudden didn't become mine and because i was doing things that i would never think that i would do and so my thought process was gone it was just it was just the drug that was motivating me and fortunately enough something happened where i was able to get out of my own way and i was blessed to be able to experience uh, one day of abstinence which turned into this beautiful flower that has bloomed into into recovery mm. and one of the and things that i have heard I've heard people say, you know, my disease wants me dead. And I used to hear that and I'd think, what are they talking about? And now I'm beginning to understand it. You have a disease and it is a fatal disease if you don't arrest it and manage it. And it sounds like you're doing that. One day at a time, it works. One day and at a time. And that's all you as got. Much as, my disease wants, as much as my disease wants me dead, my God wants me to live and help others. Right, you know, but like, it, let me ask you, uh, let me ask you a question, Tom. You just said yeah. one day at a time. How many times have you had to boil it down to one hour at a time, one half hour at a time, one five yeah. minutes at a time, one minute at a time? I know that Daily. even today, even today, Daily, I have I to. That. Right, even today, I have to count to ten before sometimes I act or react because I'm still willfully. If something happens to me, my first reaction is a negative reaction. But at least you're aware of that. Now. I'm aware of the it. awareness. Not everybody the is. is. Ray, when we can get to the point where we don't react and we respond, that's when we're getting better. You know what I mean? And, yes. and that's a, been a huge thing for me. Like you, I can relate reacting to everything, defensive. You know, um, I don't have to behave that way. There's a couple lines. I, you know, I mostly do AA now. I predominantly do AA, but in the big book, there's a couple lines that I love, and it talks about pause when agitated, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's another one that says we cease fighting everything and everyone. Right. And it, those, those two lines daily, daily, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times during the day, I can't goosebumps. <laughs> uh, those, those two lines come into my mind, pause exactly. when agitated. All right, hey, well, we're we're getting ready to go to break. Tom, stay on the line. We're getting ready to go to break. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Did you know that nearly a third of Americans have made us the number one country in obesity rates in the world? It's true. It's time for Right Choices. Tune in every week for the show that aims to make you healthier. You don't need a lot of time, money, or even need to travel far. Host Dietrich Wright will show you what you can do easily to be more fit, healthier, have more energy, and live a better life overall. Be sure to make us a part of your weekend every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. (laughs) Well, I guess you could tell by by what's going on we have a caller on the line tom he's calling in from boston he's waiting on a couple he works for the t he's waiting on a couple of trains that are coming in so i guess maybe i guess maybe one's coming because he's yelling all right while the uh show's coming back on the air (laughs) i was wondering at first what that was oh that's funny i'm sorry you're there (laughs) all good Oh, good. That's, you know, something that's that's how life works. You know what I mean? Like things, things are happening around us and we have to allow that process as well. And um, if you have to go, Tom, that's cool. It was great that you called in. Well, I can uh, I can make this work. I can make this work for a little bit. All right. Train there, so all I got to do is go protect it. And um, I can uh, I can stay with it for a little bit. So no worries. I'm in. Okay. Well, you know something. One thing I was gonna. One thing I was gonna share at the top of the hour, and and this is something completely different from what we were talking about, and it kind of it kind of blows me away. But my aunt sent me on Facebook a reminder that my grandfather was on the radio as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and very cool. you know, um, in Connecticut. Well, actually, 
in Massachusetts, he he did like the news and he did like commentary and stuff like that. He was also in Connecticut and and. I just kind of wanted to ask my mother about what yeah. what it was that he did. I know that he did the news, and I know he was in like Hartford, Connecticut, or Stamford, Connecticut, and he was on the he was on the radio there as well. well and so it was it's local. Genetic, then. Well, well, somehow. I mean, I guess <laughs> I had to really screw my life up in order to find my calling. But you know that that's one of the things, and and I'm grateful today that I can at least. at least feel comfortable enough to be able to speak into this mic and share about who I am and not have to worry about anyone because there's somebody out there that's saying, you know, you're full of crap and you, you know, we'll see you later. And, you know, we know that you're going to end up using again and this, that, the other thing, 28 years later, Um, you know, so you never know. um, Mom, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, share a little <laughs> bit about uh, about Grandpa on the air. Like, what was it that he used to do? Well, uh, in the, uh, I guess, the 40s, um, he was a radio announcer. And uh, one of the big things he did, in those days, they had ticker tapes. Yeah. And what, what Joe Lewis's fight, it was going on. And yeah. the ticker tape would come through, and he would read that and announce what was going on. Oh, so he called then, Joe Lewis's fight for the local radio station. Oh, yeah, he did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. That's I just got, you know, Tommy was saying something about goosebumps. I just got goosebumps myself. That's like, that's <laughs> like serious history right there. I know. <laughs> okay, he was a great man, of course. Of course, and, he was my grandfather. Um, so I was going to, um, yes, and you look like him. Even though you don't think so, I think so. Um, uh, I was going to say something, but I, I did forget. Uh, yeah, I, yep, I'm so proud of you, and it it just reminds me of what my dad did. And, um, you know, right. Ellen, I was thinking today that I've never met you. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Dude. Dude. Well, I think because you caught me, I I cried a little bit. So it was a good thing we didn't get through. Anyway, Ellen, I oh, why, a I lot met about you, you. Yeah. Well, thank you. What? She wasn't crying because of you. She was crying yeah. about what I said. Yeah, about my, yeah. when you spoke about, about me my I, dad. I know, <laughs> I know um, we've, we've actually spoken on the radio several times, and I know you understand right. the situation that I'm in very well. Yes, I do. And um, I, I it felt, um, I feel that when you speak about it, and I'm not, uh, I'm an alcoholic, so I went through Welcome. AA. And after, well, not after, there was a time when I went to Al-Anon while I was still going to AA. And at first, I felt like the bad person because there were people who just began Al-Anon who were very angry at the addicted person in their life. Right. But if but as everything went, I stayed in that program. And that program was the frosting on the cake for me to stay sober. Because I learned who I was 
in Al-Anon. And don't you think? Don't you think you kind of got the the understanding from the other side of the fence as well? Like in the sense of, you know, you being the alcoholic in the room, me being the addict in the room. When I when I go or have gone to Al-Anon meetings, I hear a lot of the things that maybe I perpetrated on the people that I love as well. Yes. Yeah, but you, uh, if you stay long enough, you, everyone in the room is trying to be a better person. It no longer, it's more about self. Uh, you know, uh, improve yourself. I, um, yeah, focus hmm. on yourself. Take the focus, focus off yourself. of the addicted loved one and put it back on right. you. That we, we yeah. like to say Al Anon teaches you how to live. Right. And you're you're probably not the only sick person in your house. Right. Oh, you're definitely not. That. You're the only one that's yeah. able to medicate it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole family gets sick, and I'm, I've, I've experienced that firsthand. I'm still kind yeah. of sort of in the middle of it. You know, sadly, we were reading that we read something last week or a couple of weeks ago about even I saw something on TV recently. That that intervention show I was just watching, and it was a mother that was in a you know she didn't start drinking until she was forty one, forty two, and she was a mess like immediately, and you should see the reactions of the children, real life reactions of the children, and you know, sadly she was able to medicate herself through her illness with the children. That was just raw emotion. Like how do you, how do you? How are you How able you to address yeah. mom being this way when you're an adult? This happened with my aunt. Um, I got a really strange, nasty text from her. Hadn't heard from her in a very long time. And I wasn't quite sure what to do. So I messaged my cousin. And he <clears throat> said, she's drinking and she's an alcoholic. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's 75. And it just started. It's, it's Wow. Like, and that happens, you know. And then since then I have read that there are people who... You know, for whatever reason, don't start drinking until they're pretty, pretty up there in years, and mm. it can still manifest. This disease can manifest at any time. I don't know that anyone is safe from it. Nobody is. Nobody is. What do you think, Gil? Um, I don't think anybody is either. I believe that I was an alcoholic before I had my first drink. Um, Why do you say that? Well. Uh, uh, I had I had the burden of um, heck. I'm not gonna. What is it Go when ahead. you want to do everything perfect? Perfectionism, perfectionism oh, yeah, maybe. perfectionism, yeah. or you were a people yeah. pleaser and you and you just didn't even know right. it. Right, I yeah. had all those. Uh, I had all those things. My my. I wa- my life was unmanageable before I even thought about drinking. Right. Right. Before From the time you were a little kid, probably. I believe that. I, I don't I do know too. about other people, but I believe I was an alcoholic before I took a drink, first drink. Well, I mean, you know, I, I and I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, um, disrespect that in any way, but. Do you think that if you didn't pick up alcohol, 
you would call yourself an alcoholic today? Probably not. You would just call yourself a perfectionist. So were you really an alcoholic before? Mm, I don't know. I think people I don't are know. born with it. I really do. I think they're born with a disease. Yeah, I, 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 my, I know, I know, I know for a fact. <laughs> I know for a fact, October 19th, 1959, when I, when my mother gave birth to me, she didn't say, oh, look at this nice, no, cute little you, junkie. No, she didn't. You had the gene, and, and you had the Everybody is genetically susceptible to it. Some more than it's a, if anybody should have been an alcoholic, it was me, but it's, and I'm not. Because, you, because something inside of you, yeah. like... Was, was chemically okay. If you right. drank well, or yeah. used the way that I did, you could not sit in that seat and say, I'm not an al- addict or an alcoholic. No way. No way. I was pretty bad in high school and college. Pretty, pretty and I don't want to in any way you know, say that I was I worse know. than it, you just, and this and that. And I, I just think that everyone is, is genetically susceptible to it because it's a chemical yeah. that you're ingesting. And a chemical will alter... Your, your brain chemistry, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, some people... How you feel. Some people get caught up in it and others don't. And I need to give a shout out to my brother-in-law. He did get his nine-month chip today. This awesome. Is huge accomplishment. Oh, hooray. hooray. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time, gosh, in almost 40 years that, that he can say that. And that wow, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. Keep going. Get, uh, that's that's awesome work because people like that keep people like Gail and I motivated. You know, Gail, how much time do you have now? 30 years. I thought you were wow. going to say, oh, five days. I was going to go off. <laughs> <laughs> five days is better than zero. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I knew that she was a couple years more than me. And, and you know something? We need people like that to show us that it works right. as long it as works. you get, as long as you stay out of your own way this process is going to work you don't have to do it the way i did it you don't have to do it the way gil did it you don't have to do it the way that ellen's brother's doing it just do it get out of your own way we only have like two minutes left so is there something that you want to leave us with gail before the show ends well i hear you say get out of your own way and i don't know if something more I'd like to add to that is you really have to let someone touch you because there's people around you that know that you're in trouble. And um, I guess I'm trying to say, touch someone when someone touches you and asks you to go to a meeting, or just go, just believe. It's tough at first. No, it, it, it absolutely is. They, yeah. It absolutely is tough. And thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for coming yeah. in on the line. I knew you were listening, and I and I had it written down here about Grandpa, and so I had to say something about it. And I probably <laughs> should have said all of that, and let you process it, and then pulled you in. <laughs> but yeah. but thanks for thanks for calling in, and Tommy, thanks for calling in. I don't know if you're still there, and you're on mute. I'm but, here, Ray. I'm here. Oh. Okay, I know that there was uh, I know there was a lot of noise there. I didn't know what was going on and thanks for calling in, Tom. And you know something I, I'm I'm great to hear your voice, brother. And really? I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud of what you're doing, Ellen. Do you have anything to say before we leave? We got thirty well, seconds. Just, it was very nice speaking with both of you and Gail. Um, you're a sister in my heart. Thank you very much. And well, with that thank you and God bless you. And with that, with miracles in recovery, 
Hope, hope is, is in, in your, your corner. corner. Have a good night. Stay blessed. Night, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.